Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Momming Autism podcast, where we are providing a positive platform for parents to share their stories about raising special needs children. We are your hosts, Amanda DeLuca and KDMD, and today we have decided to talk about how 2020 has shaped and changed special needs parenting for us, the way that we um, parent our children, are approaching school, therapies, and so on and so forth. So, hi Katie, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm good, thank you. So, Katie, I wanted to um, discuss this topic because I think um, this year there have been so many ebbs and flows, you know, autism and special needs have that typically, but with the pandemic and um, closures and food shortages and all of these extra wrenches thrown in that um, we've all had to learn to roll with the punches on a whole new level, um, even though as special needs parents, we're pretty good at that anyway. So um, do you want to go ahead and start off with um, maybe talking about school, since I know that has been a huge change for you this year? School actually has been this enormous change that I definitely wasn't ready for. And I think as, you know, a family unit, our whole entire house was not ready. And we had this idea when everything started to kind of escalate and and there was closures and we went to, you know, our children not being able to attend school anymore you know, it was really kind of like this, okay, let's, let's go get all their school stuff. Let's get, you know, their gym runners and everything. And, and we're going to go back. Like, this is going to be like two, three weeks and we're, we're going to all go back. Like it's going to end, you know, it's not going to be a long time. Like these kids are going to be out of school. And then it was, it was a long time. And then we went through, you know, summer holidays. And then it was like, well, we're going to just get through the summer and then the kids are going to go back, you know, end of August, beginning of September, they're going to go back. Like, of course they're going back. So we honestly were like coaching ourselves every morning. I was like, tomorrow's going to be better. And then we're going to get through a few more days and these kids are going back to school. And, you know, for us, September came and there was really like no light in our tunnel and since Avery is you know on the spectrum and also has you know is just immune compromised and we're just you know just don't want him to get sick and and we have family members that we just are so close with that we just wanted to keep them safe as well that we ended up homeschooling them for this year and me and my husband had to have a really long talk about it. We had to talk with our school team for Avery. Um, and it was this, it was a really hard decision actually, because I was so scared that, you know, before we had decided on homeschooling, you know, my biggest worry is if we pick this, if we choose to homeschool, that whenever the world or, you know, our area or our province even, goes back to some level of what our old normal was am i able to just send avery back to school 
will I just be able to pick up the phone and just say, okay, he's coming and everything will be okay. That was my biggest worry. And still to today is my biggest concern that I don't know if that would happen. I don't know if I picked up the phone and said, okay, Avery's coming. If they would say, okay, like, you know, we're ready for him. Or if it'd be like, well, we actually don't have, you know, a school support for him. We actually don't have therapy here for him now. Like in homeschooling and keeping my family safe and just him safe and everything, you know, we kind of, it was like a roll of the dice. It was, it was kind of like, okay, this is what we're going to do. But by doing this, by homeschooling, there's a very high chance that we're going to lose all of the things when we try to go back. So even to this day, it's still, you know, I still think about it constantly. Like, what are we going to do? Because there will come a day where he does have to end up going back and same with my daughter. So right now we're on this, you know, path and journey of homeschooling and I've never homeschooled before. So I am no expert in any, any shape or form. And it was definitely a learning curve. It was definitely an adjustment for our whole entire family, even though my husband leaves uh, every day and goes to work that I had to get up in the morning. I had to, you know, get, you know, the kids dressed and, and we had to, you know, do learning in our home environment where there's all types of distractions where their toys are around us, you know, the TV, all of these things. So for the first stretch of us doing homeschooling, you know, was really rough. Avery had a very hard time adjusting. He was, you know, looking at me like I was crazy. Like, you're not my teacher. Like, why, why are you trying to teach me? Like he just, he really didn't get it. And it was a huge adjustment and it was a huge adjustment for our daughter. Um, only because, you know, she loved school. She loved, you know, being able to socialize with her friends and just all of that. She And so she's missing it. She's craving it. So, you know, people ask if we made the right decision. If we, you know, the decision that we made to homeschool our kids this year was the correct decision. And I don't know if it is, like, but I don't know what our life would look like or how hard of a time or how easy of a time either our kids would be doing if they were at school right now. So I think that regardless what decision anybody made for this year, be it homeschool, virtual, or, you know, sending your children to school, it's all hard. It's all, you know, this huge change and this new type and way of learning and just, it's a huge adjustment. So we actually made the opposite decision. <laughs> of homeschooling and we sent Jackson in person five days a week to a self-contained special education classroom um, because during our forced phases of homeschool, Jackson was um, hiding his visual schedule from me because he didn't want to work. He was getting overwhelmed by Zooming his therapist and what our school could offer made us comfortable. Um, and we knew that that was what we needed to do at that time. Now, with saying that, uh, Jackson's classroom was compromised um, two weeks ago by a um, staff member outside of his classroom um, 
and then the teachers in his classroom having a brief interaction. So they closed down his classroom out of an abundance of caution. And we are thankful um, that they are being so cautious. And there is a end in sight. Um, he is supposed to go back on Tuesday. I am hoping that it lasts for, um, you know, all the way to Christmas break at this point instead of just a couple days or a week or so here and there. Um, but I worried. Um, and like you said, who knows if we did the right thing? There is no right answer. There is no wrong answer. There is no uh, guidebook. Um, we're all just doing the best that we can. Jackson is thriving at school. Um, but I, I wrote a piece this week um, and I think about it all the time. Our world stopped on March 11th, 2020. It was a Wednesday and we were only supposed to be out of school for two weeks. And then we were only supposed to be out of school until um, Easter break was over. And then it just prolonged and prolonged and prolonged. Was there a date for you? Do you remember, Katie? Yeah, ours was ours was close to that. And, you know, we it just had this. I don't know, just had this idea almost. And, and it's not because somebody told us or or really anything like that. But we just put it in our head that, OK, rest of the world, you know, there's a problem. But like, you know, here we're OK. Like we're you know, we're good. So like we're not going to, you know, have our schools closed for a really long time. They're going to going to open back up and then we just the date kept getting changed and then getting moved and then any time after you know as soon as we hit about summertime everybody was like okay well now it's summer like our, our kids aren't in school anyway so let's let's make it through the summer and you know everybody just every parent it was like honestly holding on to hope you were just you were grasping and holding on to this hope that, okay, things are going to get better and our kids are going to go back and everything is going to go back to the way things were once we were through summer. And then they never did. And I think now, you know, even when we talk about just our own family or anybody else's family, you know, um, they're desperate. Like, and I can say that for us, like we're desperate for our boys to um, be social outside of our house, even though it's pretty much impossible for that to happen right now. Uh, you know, we're, we're desperate for sleep. We're desperate for respite. We're, you know, we want support, all of these things, because, you know, our family and our household, we're burnt out. We, we have nothing, nothing left to give. We are drained. We are exhausted. And because it has been very, very hard. It, you know, special needs parenting and, and, you know, for us, Avery's on the spectrum, like autism is, is hard, but we reached a whole new level of hard in 2020 where we didn't have anybody. We didn't have anybody coming into our home. We didn't have anybody, you know, coming and helping us in our community with Avery, you know, we reached this whole new level of hardware before, before this year, we really did feel like all the pressure and all the stress and all the worry was on us. 
but there was tiny little chunks of our life that was chipped away that other people were carrying and helping us with that heavy load. And then now this year, it's just all us. That's it, me and my husband, Mm -hmm. just us two, all us. And it is definitely a lot harder and definitely wears on, you know, our mental health individually, both me and my husband, and then affects us, you know, emotionally and in our marriage and everything. And it's just this, you know, I, I've used this lots in posts and things that I've wrote and shared on social media, but it feels like we are on this boat and, and we were put on this boat and we have no oars you know, and we're just, we're left out in sea and nobody's coming to save us. Nobody's coming to help us. And we're not going to make it. That's, that's how this year feels. And, you know, so I understand for families that are similar to us that, you know, say even have family that live, you know, hours away or have them live in a different country or whatever it may be and they have no help and no support I get I get that pressure I understand how they feel because we feel this enormous weight on us this year and it is it'll drown you I also think um you know uh stay-at-home order wasn't an issue for us because we didn't really go anywhere anyway but it's the fact of not being able to let people in. Like you said, our therapist couldn't come into our home anymore. My parents couldn't stop over when I called and said, he's having a really rough time and he needs somebody else here besides us. Um, I wasn't leaving the house to go to work for that reset button. Sal was working from home and wasn't going to work for that reset button. So although we didn't really leave the house often to go on these big, you know, grand adventures and vacations and, you know, things like that, there was no break in what I would call the chaos. Um, uh-huh. And it were it was simple things like um, Jackson eats the same foods day in and day out. And yellow sandwiches are his lunch every single day. And that's okay and that's fine. And I will buy those till, you know, the sun doesn't shine. But they weren't being produced and we couldn't find them. <laughs> And everybody that we know was looking for them and couldn't find them. And something as simple as his lunch had to change Uh was difficult for him. And it was difficult for us because I knew every day at 11 o'clock we were going to have a meltdown because I couldn't produce said yellow sandwich. And I think a lot of our families um, saw these little hiccups that to anyone else would be, okay, well, I'll just make them, you know, a strawberry sandwich instead of a honey sandwich. It doesn't work that way in our house. It doesn't work that way um, for Jackson because that is his routine. That is his expectation. And it was the pileup of those little hiccups, I think, that made everything so, so draining. And I felt so exhausted in a way that I had never experienced before um, because it was Groundhog's Day to the 10th power of tomorrow is exactly the same and tomorrow um you know the day after that it's exactly the same and i think that was the biggest um the part that wore on me the most you know i love when and i've talked about that with you before about the sandwiches and 
that, you know, your Jackson, that is, you know, that's his jam. That is what he likes to eat. And something that was so just like a turning point for us. Yours was, you know, everybody was looking for sandwiches for you guys and and he needed them. For us, it wasn't a food. It wasn't it wasn't a, a physical food item that we were looking for. And I wish it would have been because when everything had initially closed here, things, you know, you can say things were chaos and things were, you know, just wild and people were buying massive amounts of food and and just everything everything you could possibly think of people were stocking up on and i could just not even wrap my head around it i was like why why are people doing that like the stores are closing like you can like you know you just go go to you know superstore you go to walmart like you can get what you need and i couldn't understand it and the one day i had had to go to the city avery was having a terrible time you know he wouldn't wear a mask all the things and i'm like you know what not even worth it we ended up turning around and coming home well that night you know um i ended up deciding okay i'm gonna go by myself so my kids stayed home and and my husband was home with them and i went to the city and i needed to get just you know a handful of things but one of the things on my list that i needed to get was wet wipes and the thing is is that i didn't care you know the size i didn't care how many i just needed enough just to you know get through the week uh for avery and you know that was it so i'm going down the aisle and there's none and i'm like what like the and this you know huge store like there's none there isn't there isn't a wet wipe to be seen so then i was like oh my goodness okay so I like went where like the toilet paper was thinking like, okay, maybe like there's some there and okay, done. Ended up leaving that store, went to the next store, went and looked, there was none. Finally ended up going to the last store and I was like starting to panic. Like I, I don't have any wet wipes for this kid. Like I'm like, what am I going to do? And like, it's such a simple thing that I should be able to get, but I couldn't, they were sold out everywhere. And I needed them. He needed them. That was that was an uh, you know an essential. We needed that. And I'm going through and get to the you know the last store. Still can't find any. And I was so frustrated. So I grab a few other things that I needed and I go to get in line to go and pay. And I see this lady two in front of me, and she has her whole entire cart filled with wet wipes. And like every every size, every kind of bag, like the ones that are individual and then a case and all the things. And I was just like, and I was honestly, I was like talking to myself in line. I was like, Katie, don't go and ask that lady. Like, don't go and do that. Like, don't be that person. But I was like, oh my God, I need them. I need them so bad. Like, it, you know, Avery is still in pull-ups. Like, we need them. I like, I was not hitting the... I know the point where I was going to try to find some like, you know, cloths or something like I just wanted wet wipes, just that one thing. So I went after her and she's just like, yeah, yeah, like I'm getting these. And and I said, can I can I have a bag? And like, I felt like such 
almost I just an idiot like having to ask this lady if I can have one of the umpteen million you know things of wet wipes in her cart if I could just have one the smallest one it didn't even matter and this lady's like well yeah but what are you gonna pay me for it <gasps> and honestly it was this point in in our in our 2020 journey that if I could do over again I would but I was that desperate that I was like for this tiny small bag of wet wipes I was like I'll give you 40 bucks and she's like sold <sighs> I gave that lady $40 for a thing little bag of wet wipes because that is how desperate I was and you know it was just this moment like that we were desperate and we would have done anything but it was literally for an essential and really you know there was part of me you know that wanted to say to her and be like you're selfish you're greedy you have this huge entire cart full but I was like I don't know her situation and she probably really doesn't care about mine so this is it and it's these deals that we have made I feel and I feel like other parents have been in the, in similar situations maybe not with wet wipes but you know deals and, and trying to find things that they need for their kids or you know resources for their kids to learn at home be it you know tablets or iPads or whatever you know because they're essential to us and we would do anything to get the things that we need for our kids who need it the most and and that was ours you know I I wasn't leaving that store and I probably would have like talked to that lady in the parking lot until she gave me you know a thing of wet wipes but like I had no other stores to go to to get any and it was like just this it was the situation that we were put in so you know um never again will I pay that much for wet wipes but um it, it was just one of those things so she must have a caught you on a night where you had a lot of sleep the night before for you to have that much restraint p.s <laughs> <laughs> yes yes um I just you know I'm pretty um and you know like I will say exactly how I feel in the way that I think all the time and that you know was one of those moments like and it just I was honestly it was like disbelief like mm -hmm. I was in the stores and it was like why are the shelves cleared like and and you know cleared of like diapers and cleared of pull-ups and all of these things and people are mass buying um you know mass buying juice mass buying soup like all of these things and I'm just like I just want my regular what I get every you know every time I go to the store like I'm, I'm I don't have to get you know 40 cans of soup and like all these you know I don't have to do that and and I don't want to take away from somebody else and it just it was just that one thing that I did I needed I needed for Avery and you know you know what I, I just do you know what I stockpiled what did you stockpile <laughs> I bought um three they're like five eight or ten regardless too much pound bags of pancake mix because that is one of Jackson's preferred foods. I'm like, if I can't find anything else, I have this shelf stable powder that I can mix and make on demand. We will make it through the grocery shortage of 2020. 
Well, and see, like, the things that Avery eats, though, like, they really weren't going... They weren't going anywhere. Like, the, the few things, it was, like, hot dogs. Like, everywhere we could get hot dogs. And, like, so that wasn't, like, a huge... It wasn't a huge thing. Um, and, like, bread. Like, the you know, the one, the one week we had went and, like, there was, you know, only whatever. Like, just a few bags, like, on the shelf. But I'm sure they were getting a truck in or something like that. But, like, we were pretty lucky with those certain things. But... Just that one time with the bloody wet wipes that just really did me in and of course you know you you say like about your surprise she caught me on a you know uh, one of the days and and you know people that are just quite close with our family and even family it's just like that's how you dealt with it like and just you know like surprise and it's like I just I was so desperate like I just that's all I needed and I wasn't ready to get into it with a lady who had a, you know, shopping cart full of wet wipes in the store. Like it wasn't on my like to do list for the week. And yeah, no, I would honestly, I, you know, people always say they do anything for their kids. And, and I do, I feel like I literally would do anything for my kids and even, you know, pay way more than what wet wipes are worth. <laughs> Well, that's, we reached out to the company who actually makes the yellow sandwiches because they're in our home state, like several hours away. But um, like you said, we were desperate and we would have done anything and they just, they weren't even in production. They are now, they are now for everyone that yeah. listens, that loves yellow sandwiches and knows what we're talking about. They are in production. They are back on the shelves. It's a 2020 miracle. Jackson is the happiest kid on planet earth. That is amazing. Well, and I don't know if you really have, I don't know, experienced this or, or received any kind of comments or anything like that. But I know for us this year has been pretty rough um, in regards to, you know, people that don't necessarily understand or have a child with special needs or autism. You know, they don't really understand where families like us are coming from when we're saying that we're in the hard and, you know, we're experiencing what we're experiencing and you know they don't really get it and we've received that a lot this year and and people saying well like you don't you don't have to go anywhere now like you don't have to get him ready for school you don't have to you know you don't have to do anything you can literally just let him sit at home and it's like but is that healthy like you know the thing is our bubble was so incredibly small before 2020 and then you know this year came and and it just got that much smaller so the the little bit of family that you know did come and see us and and spend time with our kids and all of the things don't now so you know i i feel like a lot of people came out of the woodworks and and definitely have a lot more to say about you know our life and that you know that we should have nothing to complain about. So I don't know if you've really experienced that. We've honestly, um, publicly anyway, um, have received the flip where um, people are so compassionate and so interested on how Jackson's doing. And um, but, but I think my writing has been really transparent about that. When we are having a hard time, I tell people we are having a hard time. Um, I don't think people understood the ripple effect of things closing um, as far as you know behavior therapy and 
speech therapy and occupational therapy because those, even though we were doing them over Zoom, um, it's difficult. Jackson doesn't want to sit at a tiny table and do therapy so that the therapist can observe me um, working with him. And, you know, we couldn't really introduce new programs. And um, uh-huh, uh-huh. I think people recognize that. Um, however, Jackson needed the slowdown. Um, I didn't know that. He didn't communicate to that to us. But in the forced slowdown, he started to play with his sister and he started to actually play with toys. And um, we had a really good um, couple of months where he thrived in the slowdown. And then as soon as he was done, um, I would say mid-May, end of May, he was done. And then we saw a huge flare in um, his behavior. And we, uh-huh. we, um, we had to call therapy back in. I mean, they, they were begging um, for exceptions to be able to safely come back. And we knew at that point that we needed school to work in the fall. And if school wasn't going to be in session, we were going to find a therapy center that was because he could no longer be at home and be satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think um, he doesn't know leisure skills. So, um, and he also doesn't know how to safely access technology. So, if he's given an iPad or a video game, uh, we have to monitor that very, very closely um, until he gets um, overstimulated, overwhelmed, um, over emotional. So, I ran out of time and leisure skills to teach him and we hit this wall. So I also think that's why we need outside support to help keep him from, you know, falling down the rabbit hole of, Uh you know. So um, I think that for us, like we were able to see some really good gains until he was done, until they were done, (laughs) until I I was out of skills to teach. See, and we, we really are missing, like, we're missing our team that we had for Avery at school. Because when you homeschool here, you know, you're on your own. So they don't, you know, they don't get in contact with you. They don't, you know, check in anything. And it really is, I don't know, it's really not great because we just we're missing that and you know I almost need them to coach me through and and help our family and and help Avery through some some hards that we've experienced and and regression and some other things and just some fresh ideas um and we just we really haven't had that so we have like you know, stormed the waters kind of by ourselves. So it's definitely been interesting. And um, anytime we bring up school, we, um, you know, we ask Avery, like, do you want to go to school and all of the things? Because we're constantly reminding him, like, one day you are going to have to go back. And he, like, will go and, like, hide his little school book and, like, just like I'll do anything like he just and I can see it in his face like he just he doesn't want to go back Mm -hmm. and it worries me because it's like one day you're gonna have to go back 
And I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know how hard of a time he's going to have or I don't know anything. And, and the unknown scares me to my core. I don't do well with the unknown. I, I'm a planner and I feel like our life does, you know, does its best or that we, you know, function the best as a family unit when we plan. So anytime, you know, the unknown comes up, and, and something like that, something, you know, surrounding school and, and a schedule and consistency and something that affects our day to day and him going or not going, um, it worries me. It worries me because he does not want to go back and he doesn't want to see his friends and things like that. And it just, it took us so long to get Avery out of his bubble to, you know, recognize other students. Like another student would say hi to him and we got to such a good point where he would say hi back and like you know nobody would have to coach him or anything like that and and he was starting to recognize other people and not just be so kind of tunnel vision and focused on whatever he was doing he was noticing other things around him um so i feel like that was the one downside and and is the downside for us to you know, stay in us to be homeschooling and doing what we're doing right now is that I feel like Avery is losing all of those skills, like losing the skill of being social, losing the skill of, you know, recognizing um, communication from others. And that when others are talking to him, that they're actually talking to him and that he needs to respond and he needs to make eye contact and all of these things. Um, I feel like he's losing a lot. Um, but I feel like our whole family has lost a lot this year. Um, and it's just, it's a hard thing because there's no right answer. Right. And, and I think for me, I want there to be a right answer. Like I know there isn't one, but I want there to be one. Like if we do this, all of this will work out. Or if we do this, all of this will be, you know, great. Um, but it doesn't matter this year what what you know what way we decided or what we decided to choose to do or not do um it all is just kind of this huge mess that we are kind of figuring out day by day that that is literally how we live our life day by day um now before i used to be able to plan you know our month out our our week out even and everything would go pretty close to plan and now it's just like and we're planning the day and seeing how it goes and that's that's that so has do you think that your approach to parenting has changed this year um just from having to like you said you know plan for the week instead of for the month and planning for the day instead of for the week and um you know, learning how to school at home. And do you think that's changed your approach to parenting? Oh, I, I think a hundred and I, my husband probably would say something different and he'd probably be like, no, it's amazing. But no, um, I think that for us, my parenting has completely flipped in the sense that I only have so much to give and I only have so much patience left that, you know, before we are parenting and, and our routine and our schedule was that, you know, Avery only got his tablet, you know, to watch, like just watch YouTube, like, you know, 
an hour and some a day. And now it's like, well, I don't even know what it is. So like my parenting is definitely, it's, it's, it's one of those things that it's just like, I'm not fighting with you. It's, I, I don't want to fight with you. I don't want nothing. If it makes you happy, then great. So I feel like our parenting has changed in the sense where, um, both me and my husband give in very quickly. And it's just like, we're not fighting about, you know, the iPad or we're not fighting about the tablet or we're not fighting about, you know, who gets the mega blocks or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, or, you know, lenient on the bedtime. Like there's been some things that before we ran a pretty like strict and, um, tight ship like we there was just ways that we did things and we were on this very strict schedule even down to um when the kids had their vitamins and things like that and now it's just like we're just trying to survive like we are literally just trying to survive I don't think you know I always thought that I drank a lot of coffee before this year and now this year it's just like well, now I take my coffee with, like, I have espresso in my coffee and it's still not enough. Like, uh, you know, so my parenting has changed. My attitude, you know, towards certain situations have changed. And then also, you know, just trying to not be perfect. I have kind of lived this autism, you know, journey and life of trying to always be a fixer and always trying to, you know, make our own journey and other people's lives just the best that they can be and and make sure they have all of the things and make sure that our family is good. And that is just kind of who I am. And this year just hit us like a freight train. And it was like, I cannot fix everything. I cannot, you know, try to make everything perfect and, you know, not, and even myself, you know, to lower the bar a little bit and give myself some grace. And I think that was a very hard thing for me to do um, because this whole entire autism journey that our family has been on. I have always tried to, you know, make sure that everything was, you know, to a certain extent, picture perfect. And this year was like a reality check that I needed to take a step back and just make sure my kids were, you know, fed, bathed, happy, and everybody's mental health was in check and to not be perfect and that to not you know stress myself out and that you know there will always be dishes and there will always be laundry and there will always be you know emails that I'll have to answer and that this year because it is such a hard year that I need to give myself some grace and it was hard for me and even still now like I find myself sometimes becoming so fixated and so um concentrated on the fact that the dishes aren't done or that you know I haven't washed my floors or I haven't washed my walls and you know I'm the type of person that 
I do those things, you know, four times a week. So like I had to give myself some grace and be like, okay, Katie, like you're only washing your walls, you know, twice this month, like things that just, but in my head, they mattered. These things mattered. And and then this year came and our life kind of fell apart and therapy was gone and respite was gone. And Avery was going through the hard and our son Jackson was going through the hard and it just, something had to give and I needed to not try to be perfect. I think my, my parenting, um, I mean, in all of those ways too, um, I changed because I, I'm, if I can control it, then I'm okay. If I can't Uh control it anymore, (laughs) then I am panicking. Um, and there was no control over a lot of the things that were happening this year and it's okay. We're here. We made it. Um, but I also think my connection with Jackson changed this year in a way that, um, I never knew it would, um, because I had so much time to just watch him and be with him and work with him. And not that I didn't have it before because we were full go all the time. I mean, if we weren't in school, we were in therapy. And if we weren't in therapy, we were, you know, planning something or doing something. But to just watch him and to just be with him, I learned so many of his cues and uh, we were able to Uh develop his interests. And um, it was, it was amazing. Um, it's time that I will forever be thankful for. I think uh, we're kind of the same way, um, just in the sense that through everything shutting down and kind of our life of being busy had to come to a halt, Avery started talking, um, which was just this crazy thing because it was like, somebody got your phone out. Like, we just, like, it was just insane like none of us knew that that was going to happen and he just randomly started talking and talking in sentences um five and then up to ten words ten word sentences and it was amazing and I was so proud of him and it was crazy the timing of it because our whole world was falling apart and you know falling apart and slowing down and all at the same time and then he decides to talk and it's just like what like Mm -hmm. we couldn't have talked when we were in school we couldn't have this is when you decide to talk which is great but like it was so weird the timing of it and then also you know we had realized and found out with everything slowing down and us being able to just sit and watch Avery and see you know how he does just in certain situations in our house and you know getting more focused on reading books in the morning and reading books in the afternoon and we're a book family we love books and so doing those things and and I read to him quite a bit so um we realized that he knew how to get dressed and I was like what And like, he was like showing me, like he was picking out his shirt and picking out his pants and like, and to the point, like they matched. So like, I was impressed. Like, I was like, like, you know, like to pick like black pants and like this shirt, like it was impressive. And then, um, you know, he had got socks and like, he went to the window to check to see like if it was cold outside. And like, you know, there was a few days there in the summertime. I was like, bud, 
it is so hot today like we are not wearing socks and we're not wearing like a long like overall set like we're just not doing it like so there was a few days he was confused and and but overall like he was picking out his pants his shirt like all of it and we didn't know he could do that so you know through this year there has been times where he has absolutely amazed me and and made me just you know think like do you know all of you know do you know so many things do you know how to do you know whatever it may be do you know how to actually you know eat with a spoon and you're just pulling wool over our eyes like it almost makes you wonder because it's just like he just woke up one morning and decided you know that he was going to start drinking from a cup and I just about passed out because I was like what I was like trying to like hurry and get my phone to like record it like because he couldn't drink from a cup before like just a regular drinking glass he couldn't drink from one and then one morning he decided and he was drinking from that glass and he did amazing he never spilled nothing it was impressive so there's these things that have happened this year that I think there's some things that he knows and it's just like he's like holding on to them or I don't know what and like wants to show us when he's ready and I just wish he would show us all of the things because I I'm not a waiter and I I wish that he would show us what he knows and what he can do and and I think it'll take some time but I feel like this year has gave him the opportunity to show us what he knows I think because it forced us to slow down to stop doing it for them yeah Mm -hmm. I think our Jackson is the exact same way there are skills that I just did for him because it was quicker yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can say Katie 2020 brought us together and that has been amazing it has (laughs) how in this great big world did we not know each other before now right (laughs) like what were we doing with our lives let's be honest I have no idea we thought we were busy then that's all I can say right well thank you so much for um spending some time with me I've uh the podcast fills my cup every single week. So this is my uh, favorite part of my week. It is my passion project. And I'm so thankful for this time with you. I love it as well. This is, this is just what, this is like the, oh, the cupcake in my year. <laughs> we are the silver lining. The podcast. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Katie. And thank you so much to everyone for tuning in. And we look forward to... Um, reaching you all again next week.